Hey, good morning. I am so glad you're with us this morning. Today we're finishing off a series called Choose Joy, where over the last few weeks we've talked about different choices you can make where you can have joy in your life. And the first choice was prayer, and then we talked about purity, and then we talked about purpose. Today we're going to talk about praise. And this has been one of the craziest years of our lifetime, hasn't it? Like, we we see people, they're, we're just forgetting that Thanksgiving even exists this year, and everybody's like, forget Thanksgiving, we're jumping right to Christmas, break out the Christmas tree, set up things, let's start playing the Christmas music. And I think the reason that we are so excited for Christmas to get here already is because we know after Christmas there's only seven more days in 2020, and we are free from this year. Is anybody with me right now, put put in the comments something like bring on 2021. Just let us know. But this year, this year has been anything but boring from the virus to the election to everything in between. It has been a hard year, but it's a year you can still choose to have joy. You can ch- make the choice to have joy no matter what this year or any other time in life throws at you. Whether, whether you're under a President Biden or whether you're under uh, by some crazy courts who knows what happens thing under a President Trump, we can choose to have joy no matter what situation we find ourselves in. And early on in the series, we looked at the Apostle Paul. And 2 Corinthians 6.10, the Apostle Paul says, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing, yet possessing everything. Paul had every single reason to just say, you know what, forget life. I quit. This is too hard. This is too much. I just can't do it, right? But he didn't. He said, no matter what's coming at me, I'm going to choose to have joy anyway. He said, joy is worth it. And and a couple weeks ago, we looked at Philippians chapter 4. We looked at how uh, he starts out, and he, he basically lays out the idea that we need to pray first. And he prays first. And Steph went over that with us. But he doesn't stop there. If we were to continue reading in that chapter, he'd eventually get to the place where he's like, whatever's true, whatever's lovely, whatever's noble, whatever's pure, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Did you catch that? anything is excellent or what? Praise worthy. So if we want to live a life of joy, we start, we need to live a life of praise where we're, we can get our praise on. We can get excited. We can praise. So right now, let me know in the chat, what is your favorite praise song? What song right now are you just rocking out to to praise God for all the things he's done? For me, uh, Throughout this season, Rattle has been a song that I just keep playing on repeat and on repeat and on repeat. But what is that for you? We need to get our praise on, put our praise on. Isaiah 61.3 says, and we covered this a few weeks ago, but it says to give them an oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise. The what? Garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And we're in a season where we have a spirit of heaviness on our land, but we need to put on the garment of praise anyway. And to be honest, it's hard right now, especially being online for church, to put on 
the garment of praise, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Being online for a service is nowhere near as good as being in person with other people. Technology can never and will never replace face-to-face relationships. Our goal will always be to get you to that place where we can have face-to-face relationships, and technology is a supplement to that. See, when we come together with other believers and we start sharing of the great things God has done, we start singing praise to him, all of a sudden it starts changing our outlook on life. Like we start singing songs about God through his people slaying giants, raising the dead, the testimonies of what he's done in our individual lives, and it helps us get hyped, but it does more than just helps us get hyped. It helps us live out scripture. See, Psalm 95, it starts out and says, come, let us sing for joy, sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and stole him with music and song. So we start with praise. We celebrate what God has done, what God is doing, what for creation, for our salvation. Maybe you, you've had a bad day once and you come to church and uh, you, you just are there, right? It's just once. You, it's all that's happened to you. But you're having that bad day and you get next to one of those people who the baggage we talked about a few weeks ago, they threw all of that off. They are holding nothing back and they are worshiping God with everything they have and they're just celebrating, right? And they're just praising him. And you're like, I don't feel like this today, but you're there. That person though, if they just look over at you and they just smile and then they go back to worshiping God with everything, you know what tends to happen? Their joy jumps to you. There's something when we come in the presence of other people who are praising our God, their joy jumps to us. Even just their smile helps us get to the place where we can praise and then we can ultimately worship. And that's where Psalm 95 gets to. It gets to, gets to worship. It says, come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is God and we are the people of his pasture. We are the flock under his care. So we need to understand that praise and worship, a lot of times we use them together, but they are two different things. So let's compare praise and worship just a little bit. We praise God for what he has done. Even in your worst day, even the day, the worst time of your life, I guarantee there were still glimmers of hope. There was evidence that God was still there and he was still working. The little things you can see him doing and we praise him for them even in the hard times. This week I was, it wasn't one of the worst days of my life, but this week I was driving around in in the city of Coatesville just going, okay, God, We want to get to the place where we're meeting in person. But we need a location to be able to meet in person. And we want that location to have parking and safe, clean spaces for children and seats for people uh, to be able to worship together. Please, God, help us find the right location. And I'm, I'm praying this. And we've been searching for months, and we're still searching and Then all of a sudden I went, you know what? As I'm praying, I go, I'm just going to praise God for this. He's got it planned. He's got it figured out. I don't know what his plan is yet. I wish I did. I wish you did. But I'm going to start praising him. And as I'm driving and praising God, all of a sudden I had this thought and this random location pops into my mind. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop in and talk to them. So I stop in and talk to them and got an immediate no. And then a hmm. Well, maybe. Let me make a call. 
And I didn't leave with a yes. I didn't leave seeing the space. I it, still have no clue. But I left with a, let's have more conversations. I left praising God all the more. I praised him for what he hasn't done yet because I'm believing he's going to do it. And then he just gave me another glimmer of hope that he's in this and has a plan if he can turn the immediate no into a maybe that quickly. So we praise God for what he's going to do or what he has done, right? But we worship God for who he is. When we worship God, we focus on who he is. We worship God focusing on the person of God. We spend time in his presence, just focusing on him. Next comparison, praises praises horizontal. And this may seem weird, but when we praise, we tend to praise to the people around us. Have you ever noticed that most worship songs, we're not talking to God. We're, we're talking to each other or we're talking to ourselves in most praise songs. So coming back to the idea that you're in the service, you're not feeling it, but you got that hype person next to you and they are feeling it for worship right? They, they'll rub off on you a little bit because their joy as they're praising their God rubs off on you and helps you praise God. Praise spreads around joy because praise is horizontal. Worship though, worship is vertical. When we worship, we're singing directly to the heart of God and we're trying not to focus on anything else around us. Our focus is solely on him. Then another comparison, worship is a response. Praise is a choice. We can't really truly get into a place of worship until we recognize the great things God has done in our lives and our hearts are responding back to his work. But let me tell you, even if you're not at that place, you can command your soul to praise. You can choose to praise. The psalmist at one place actually says, soul, praise the Lord and commands it to himself. He made the choice to praise, and we can all make that choice. I want you to understand today, though, praise focuses on God, not me. And I mentioned that a lot of praise songs, it sounds like we're talking to each other or ourselves. We include a lot of first person, a lot of me's, a lot of I's. We even throw in some we's in our praise songs, but we're not, they're not about us. They're only telling about us enough that we can understand what God has done. It's still all about God and his great work. And right now for Citywell, praise is weird. It's weird because we're used to the primary way we praise as a, as a church, capital C church, uh, universal churches, is we come together and worship services and spend time praising there. And I wish that that could be part of what we're doing right now. And we'll get there. But we need to figure out how do we praise a little different in this season. And different's not always bad. Different, actually, if we were to look at how praise has happened throughout the centuries, you'd see it changes throughout every century, going back to the Old Testament, which was drastically different. But Psalms 50 says, those who sacrifice thanks offerings, honor me. And I believe praise has always been a sacrifice. In the Old Testament, it was literally killing an animal to say, thank you, God, for the goods you, good you've given me. We're not about to do that. But we still praise God. We still do a sacrifice of offering. Maybe that sacrifice today looks like saying, you know what? 
I'm going to lay down my fear of what people think of me, and I'm going to just praise God unrestrained. Maybe it's being willing to step out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's being willing and committing to regularly getting together with other believers to share about the great things God is doing in your life and in their life and encouraging one another. Maybe right now, the different, the sacrifice of praise could be getting into the chat instead of just silently watching from a distance and engaging in the conversation online that happens during our service that is intentional to help build relationships and help you be able to have a place to praise God and have these different expressions even as we're online. But what's the result of praise? Why do we praise? We pray, well, we praise because God tells us to, but we also, praise reminds us of the, of the eternal, not the temporal. Praise reminds us of the eternal, not the temporal. When I was a young Christian, there was this song that I heard constantly, and I just did not get it at all. It did not make sense to me in my mind. It's called Trading My Sorrows, and the verse says, I'm pressed but not crushed. I'm persecuted. I'm not abandoned. I'm struck down. I'm not destroyed. I'm blessed beyond the curse for his promise will endure, and his joy is going to be my strength. Some of you guys have that song, and you're like, yeah, I know that jam. That's my jam. Though the sorrow may last for the night. And you're like, remembering the... I remember thinking, though, during that song, this dude, what is the matter with him? Why is he so happy? His life sucks. He's pressed but not crushed. Person, you like everything is the matter. Why does this song sound so happy? It does not make sense. Jeremy Camp, what is wrong with you? That's what went through my head. And then I turned to scripture, and I came across 2 Corinthians 4, and this was as a young Christian, but I read, we're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not despaired. Persecuted, not abandoned. Struck down, not destroyed. It wasn't Jeremy Camp. It's Paul. It's Paul talking. Jeremy Camp was just singing the words of Paul. But where's Paul eventually get to in this? He gets to, he gets to the place where he says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So what do we do? We fix our eyes on what is seen, or not on what is seen, I'm sorry. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, your situation, 2020, is temporary. But what is unseen, that's eternal. Paul's like, you know what, my situation is hard. I have all these problems, but my eternity is set, and I am looking to Jesus for my source of joy. And some of you feel like 2020, I see all these memes, 2020 is an example of eternity type of idea. And you know what? Eternity is way longer than 2020. And if you're in Christ, it's a whole lot better. And if you're not in Christ, it's a whole lot worse. But we fix our eyes. Praise fixes our eyes on eternal, not temporal. Are you with me right now? You get that. Like when I praise, it gets me off of myself and my problems and on to Jesus. If you're with me in the chat, say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. And just keep saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. If you don't get that reference, that's the chorus to the Jeremy Camp song I was talking about earlier. But while you're putting something in the chat to praise, I should mention, I keep telling you to put it in the chat because praise is outward, not inward. Praise is outward, not inward. 
It starts in our mind. But that's not where it ends. It comes out. It comes out. Our mouth, our hands, our actions. You, say, I'm, you may say, I don't know how to praise. I don't know how to physically praise. Well, what did you do last week when the Eagles beat the Cowboys? How did you, you respond? If you're a Cowboys fan, sorry, you cried. Uh, but do you high-five someone? Did you clap? Did you cheer? Did you hoot? Did you holla? What did you do? Holla. I don't know why holla came out instead of holler. Uh, when we get excited, we naturally praise. You naturally praise. You might not be praising God, but you're praising something. You know how to praise. You just don't know how you praise. But if you pay attention, you can figure out how you praise so you can focus it to God. And that's how you learn how you naturally praise. So today we're going to try to put this into practice. And so we switched up the service. We did not start with worship. But we're going to get there. We're going to have a song of praise. And as it goes, I want you to virtually praise. And this is what I mean by that. I want you to start getting your fingers or your thumbs going and start typing out what you have right now in your life to praise God for. Maybe it's something that happened this week. Maybe it's something that happened this month. Maybe it's something that happened this year. Maybe you're like, 2020 has been horrible. I'm going for the decade or the century. But what do you have to praise God for right now? Get it going. As soon as this song starts, get it going in the chat. And I'd also say, if you're watching right now online through YouTube or through the app, we love that you're there. But that's not where most of the engagement happens. You may want to jump over to Facebook if you're not anti-Facebook and be able to engage there and watch it. Watch the comments there. While the comments are going, get your own praise up there quickly. But then also make sure you're engaging with other people, celebrating with them. Put some praise hands in the emojis after their comments, whatever you need to do. We're going to try the best we can to live out Hebrews 13, 15 right now online. It says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continue to offer God a sacrifice of praise, the, the fruit of lips or thumbs that openly profess his name. Let me pray, and then we're going to start praising. Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're God. We can praise as we walk through nature and look at things like Yvonne reminded me this week of the trees. And we can just praise you for the blessing of nature and the beauty, but we can also praise you for the individual work you've done in each of our lives. We thank you for that you love us, you sent your son as a, as a sacrifice so that we can have a relationship with you. I pray right now that we can praise you. I pray that we can encourage each other's hearts and we can, we can be encouraged in our relationship with you. I pray all this in your name. Amen.